0: Welcome to Scuba Obsessed, episode 28, Blown Off the Lake. This week we'll be doing like we always do, talking about diving. In the news, we have Oil in the Gulf update, scuba diving declared hazardous, scuba diving is a sport with the best financial demographics, hunt is on for the scuba bounty, whale attacks boat, scuba divers discover ancient monkey fossils. How you doing, Jim?
1: doing... <laughs> I'm doing very well. It never fails We've got a snafu uh, going, but I'm, I'm doing well. I'm excited to talk a little bit about scuba.
0: That is great. I, I just was laughing about that ancient monkey fossil. Sometimes I feel like I'm a ancient monkey fossil. So uh, here we go. So this is, this, uh, how's, how's it been this week? you been busy?
1: Y- yeah. You know, it, like I was, uh, Uh, Trying to describe it or figure out. It it seemed like the week was dragging along so slowly, but if it was so slow, why am I at Thursday evening already? Uh, (laughs) It just doesn't seem to work out in my mind, but whatever.
0: It doesn't take long to get here, so another Thursday. So let's go ahead and jump into the news. We'll go ahead and start with the BP oil spill. The article says how BP oil spill will affect scuba diving the Gulf of Mexico. And they said that the uh, long-term effects will be predicted to go on for decades. All sports relating to watcher, will, wa- watcher, watcher, waddle, water, wat, watcher, waddle, watcher, What are you doing? I, don't, I have no idea. Watcher. I'm trying to figure what is that, uh, like uh, topless bathing on a beach or something. I can't figure out what yeah, I'm Yeah, you're right. Hey, so that, that's a, a water sport. All sports relating to water will naturally be affected, and this includes scuba diving, Uh, once popular scuba diving destinations because of beautiful reefs, stunning wildlife. They said, uh, but this time with the oil, people won't be diving, not only because it's toxic to the marine life, but it's also toxic to the divers. So uh, what was interesting to kind of fast forward to the article is that they're talking about is that divers are a fairly educated group, and that as divers, while we won't dive in the mess, we won't cancel a pre-planned dive trip because we'll just check out, and see if there's oil there. If there's no oil there, then we'll go ahead and dive. So they're saying that if you're diving in an area and there's no oil, it's actually a pretty good diving. Actually, uh, this time of year.
1: Well, I, I know that they're uh, they're opening up areas that they can accept fish for public consumption. So for whatever that's worth. You know, um, that's a good sign.
0: Yep. So they're saying that diving trips are still running out of Mississippi, Florida, and Louisiana. They're reporting a large number of understandable cancellations. Uh, They said part of that's because nobody has a desire to see dying animals, turtles, dolphins, etc. Mm-hmm. They said that, uh, but they're also having some divers who are coming down and uh, looking about positive things. Uh, to do on the vacation including cleanup attempts so uh, all, also uh, we didn't I didn't have this in the news but I noticed that there's a tropical depression or aka hurricane heading that way
1: right and and that's uh <clears throat> that's wreaking havoc on you know on the the fisheries uh, the boat captains that want to get out and uh, the boom. Ships that are uh, trying to get out there and clean up and uh, straighten things out. So that's really wreaking havoc.
0: You, you kind of wonder what does a hurricane, what's a hurricane going to do to that oil that's on the on the slick? Is it going to you know mix it up? Is it going to drive it to the bottom? Is it going to move it around?
1: Well, uh, one of the things that I had been uh, <clears throat> watching earlier was that the thing that they were worried about was that it could pick it up. Inside of the the storm, carried over land and drop it, um, you know, in rainfall, um, which would move it from a, a although a large area, a large local area, to a more of a an inland regional area, you know, moving up over, uh, uh, you know, inland Georgia, middle of Florida, and that sort of thing. Can you Imagine that cleaning that up.
0: Oh, that that would definitely be a mess. Uh, they're talking about that. It looks like it could end up with two weeks delay caused by this storm. Hmm. the storm. The storm is currently, which they're, they've named Bonnie, is about 400 miles southeast of Key Largo, Florida, near the Bahamas. But the storm track puts it on a course to come up to Louisiana and the oil spill area by Sunday. So let's hope everybody battens down and sails through this one okay. Uh, the next... Article is, let's see what we have. The scuba diving is de- is declared hazardous. Which when I first heard about this, what I was wondering, what the heck are they talking about? Uh, you know, I mean, I, we understand it's a risk sport, but they've declared it hazardous. But this is actually a good thing. This is the state of California. Uh, the the uh, governor Terminator uh, signed ah. Tuesday. The law AB 634, and it releases a state and local governments from liability and lawsuits associated with scuba diving. The, pill, the bill passed in the legislature without a no vote. So this is one of those things that's so obvious to everybody it passed all the way through. So uh, the fear of frivolous lawsuits has hampered efforts to expand recreational activities in many communities. By signing it's good idea. the yeah. bill of the law, legislation reduced liability for state and local governments while allowing more recreational activities such as scuba diving, aiding coast, coastal economies, the environment, and the state of California. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a, a great idea. I wish that all the states would do this. You know, we saw examples of that down there in Florida where they were having the, the divers had to register almost as as, as like employees you know, commercial divers.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's, uh, you know, one more uh, little straw in the cap of scuba diving. Uh, you can see that scuba diving can bring the parties together and solve these problems. We have more scuba diving. We'll have less arguments. A kinder, gentler nation.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh. So, But what they're hoping is that one of the outcomes of this is that in California, this will allow for some more ship-based artificial reefs. They've only got three so far, and they they have the opportunity to add much more, which will help them stimulate the economy. And uh, one of the points that was brought up is they said that all divers, through their training, sign an assumption of risk so they understand uh, the, the dangers and perils inherent in scuba diving.
1: Right, and uh you know when you're when you're talking about that, what about these smaller communities that may want to um, try and draw in to uh, some of the local spots? Maybe they're not gonna sink a ship as a reef, but what about you know um, if they can not endorse it but um, make it available to the public that there's a good dive site um, no longer do they have to worry about some somebody getting hurt and uh unfortunately when something like that happens uh the people with the deepest pockets are the ones that tend to be held responsible whether or not that's right or wrong um they tend to be held responsible uh, financially
0: well and that's always the way with liability people don't want to accept that they can have accidents that there is a such thing as accident and that they're ultimately responsible mm-hmm. uh, it's much easier to blame somebody else especially if uh you know, a loved one passes on, you know, it's, it's almost like the fatality lottery. You get to go and sue somebody and get a big bucket of money. So, and, and I don't think this precludes outright negligence, you know, so if you're on some sort of activity that's scuba related and, you know, somebody is completely negligent, this isn't going to protect them. You're still going to be able to sue for that. They didn't say it in the article, but you know that that's, Excluded. Right. So this next article is one where they're talking about the, uh, let's see what the exact says. It says scuba diving is a sport with the best financial demographics. So this was out of a 64-page annual report by the Sporting Good Manufacturers Association. And uh, they, they went across all the different things. Uh, for example, if you own a cross-country Mesquine It's probably in the attic. (laughs) Uh, They're also saying rollerblades are rapidly disappearing with participants in line wheel sports down 62% in the past nine years. You know, which just highlights fads within these industries. Mm -hmm. But what I thought was very interesting was scuba diving is a sport with the best financial demographics with 50% of participants making $100,000 or more. Uh, they said this is counter to a trend where water sports are losing their appeal, while jet skis jet skiing is down 18.5% over the last nine years, and water skiing is taking a 44.5% hit. You know, is this a good thing or a bad thing? For somebody putting on a show like us, it's good because it means that the demographics are very influential of people who who listen to us or participate in the sport. You know, out of you know, so you know, if these numbers are right, half of you are. Are doing actually quite well. You there?
1: I didn't do it. I said we were gone. I know. I looked up and then uh, you quit talking and uh, said that we had hung up. Oh boy.
0: It's gremlins. Gremlins, gremlins. So where were you? Where were we?
1: We we were talking about uh, leg warmers and rollerblades.
0: Okay, so we got to rollerblades. Yep. Uh, but they're talking about scuba diving as a sport with the best financial demographics, with 50% of participants making $100,000 or more. Uh, that's counter to the trend where water sports are losing their appeal, with jet skiing down 18.5% over the last nine years, water skiing taking a 44.5% hit. So, and for us, that's that's a good news. I think that means that our our listeners are influential and affluent uh, mm-hmm. in in general. Yeah
1: yeah what's unfortunate though is that the number the total number appears to be uh yet in a decline um, you know while while those that that are diving have got uh some expendable um, cash that they can use for their sport, the total numbers are still down well
0: um, and and what I would like to know is what how is that like an average i mean they say fifty percent so that means That of that group, so it's not just an average, so it's not like Tiger Woods, who's making you know just south of a hundred million dollars this year, he doesn't roll up that average for somebody who's making ten thousand dollars. This is per participant, half of them have an income of more than a hundred thousand dollars.
1: I see what you're saying. So, if you were to put Tiger Woods in a a room with five other homeless guys, uh, (laughs) you would be able to say that on average, those people in that room make uh 70 million dollars a year
0: yeah but that's not what they're saying in this right right, okay they're saying half those participants so uh part of it might be due to the general demographic which i think if you look are older people so if you have influent not influential but if you have uh people who are god i hate to decline of our lives because i I resemble that remark but uh (laughs) well uh,
1: you know at a different stage in their lives you know we're We're kind of the oddballs in uh, in our group that we run with in that, you know, we've still got uh, – are we the only ones running around that still have kids in the house? I think we are.
0: Well, mm, uh, there's a few that have kids in the house, but, you know, it's the amount of time for them to get out of the basement and uh, get a job. Right. <laughs> right. But I think of uh, school-aged yeah. kids, I think, yeah, you and I are the are the last ones that I'm aware of. There might be some mail-ins who uh, – club members who we don't see that might might have some kids that age but i i I don't think we do uh so you
1: know the people that i
0: talk go ahead ahead. i'm also going to say i think uh, also the the members of the dive club were one of the few with with less than a thousand dives (laughs) logged
1: (laughs) well that's true we (laughs) we've got few enough dives that we still log them
0: i mean exactly (laughs)
1: So, um, but you know, it's funny that even as I'm, uh, as, as I'm talking to people at the dive shops and things, you know, when you go in for an air fill or check out the new gear or whatever, um, most of the serious divers are older. Now there's, there's young folks coming in and getting certified in things like that, but the ones that are actively diving in the area all seem to be older,
0: um, Uh, But but you kind of look at it and it kind of it does make sense. You know, we see celebrities who are scuba diving. You know, I I I dare say that every single one of them is in the hundred thousand plus group. Uh, We also have a lot of people who are getting certified or doing it for vacations, and the nature of those vacations where you're going to go diving on are not cheap. I mean, just to afford a vacation where you take a week in a tropical location where you're going to do some diving. Uh, they're probably spending five to ten thousand dollars, and if they do it every year, you really need right. to be in that that income range to right. be able to afford it. So it does actually make sense. Uh, the what I was ho- what I'm hoping to find is that it's not that people aren't that rich because they have to be to dive. You know, have we priced Ooh. scuba diving to the extent that anybody making less than a hundred thousand Uh, it's a challenge for them to be able to do it, you know, between the, the gear and the lessons and the vacations can, you know, is it excluding the others, which could also be contributing to the decline?
1: Well, I have no doubt that it is. Um, but you know, having been in motorcycles and any number of other hobbies, um, it's all in how you approach it because you can, you can dive relatively cheaply, um, when I say cheap, you know, getting your initial gear, the, what gets real expensive is you get caught up in a gear game or a, you know, uh, the latest and greatest. And, um, so it can be a pretty, pretty expensive sport from that aspect, I guess. Um, if you're, if you're going to dive local now, traveling puts a whole nother, uh, another layer on it, you know, your cost to get there, room board that sort of thing.
0: Right. Um. But let's say you live in a location, let's say you're in Florida and you scuba dive, you know, certification is going to be, you know, depending on the deals or the plans they got down there, anywhere from 200 to say $600 for your certification. Once you get that down, you're renting gear. And, you know, I know up here we can rent gear for mid twenties for a weekend, you know, just under $30 for a weekend of diving.
1: Yeah. Sounds about right. I'm trying to remember, um, still renting a wetsuit for my son and, in some other miscellaneous items, but, uh, um, thinking back, what took, what took you so long to get into diving? Was it the money or was
0: it just uh, doing it? You know, I think, I think it was part of it was the money you, and I hadn't really seriously gone. Into a dive shop. It's one of those things I, I like to do, but there always seem to be something else higher up in the priority list, higher up in the need. And right. I do think, you know, it's a, it's a very good question. Well, food. No. Yeah, yeah, you didn't yeah. want to eat or put gas in the car. <laughs> but right. I, I think that the certification seemed to be worse than what it really, than the reality of it ended up being. Because it seemed, and I mean that not in, the effort to do it, but just, you know, in my the, mind, I thought, initial outlay. yeah, in my mind, I, th- I figured it was kind of like, I, I had to have a thousand dollars. If you, if you're going to do it, you couldn't do it. I, I don't think I really understood the, that there was that gear rental was necessarily an option. Right. Um, but I, you know, I had, I had always wanted to do it. And then my wife got me the, the, you know, discover scuba diving, you know, I think it was like 50 bucks, but you know, there was times when that 50 bucks seemed to be a lot. So. Well,
1: yeah, exactly. Um, but, but would, let's say, uh, hmm. you know, when I – I never did it because I guess I didn't know. Kind of like what you're trying to describe. Yeah. There was just – you know, it just – it seemed a whole lot worse than it was. Yeah,
0: so I, th- I think we have to have a way of getting the industry to where y- – it doesn't seem to be so insurmountable. I mean, it does seem to be special. There is amazing things you can do, but mm-hmm. uh, especially up here, there has to be more of that opportunity. In fact, you know, I, I'd love for us to sponsor, figure out how we could do that, maybe get three or four of the dive uh, shops together and actually sponsor a Discover Scuba Day. You know, take a, a location, which it's just kind of hard because you can't do an inland lake this time of year, as we'll, as we'll talk about later in the in scuba diving, because <laughs> right. you're just not going to have the conditions. But, it, you know, if you had some, you know, some discover scuba diving, maybe in a nice location here, that's close. Because, you know, if I'm down as a tourist, you know, or local tourism, you know, within 25 miles of home, if I can get in the water, somebody encourages me, there's something I can see, I get the gear. You know, kind of like when you see these discover scuba Classes down at the resort. If we could do something here and get rid of that that barrier of introduction to get people interested, you know, to, you got to get right. them over that little hump. You know, it took us. It, there's no reason it should have taken us to this point in our lives to be able to get no into scuba diving. Yeah, yeah, that's the you know, kicking myself. I would have loved oh. to have done this 20 years ago.
1: Yep, exactly, and and I'm the fuddy-duh, the old man now that's saying if I'd have known, now what
0: um, so,
1: But so if you know, you go ahead. You're talking about you're talking about the Discover Scuba, but um, I know one of the local shops here is running um, every month has got a Discover Scuba class that is full, um, but I don't know what kind of turnover that they've got from from moving it from uh, an introductory course to a paying uh, open water. Uh, right, student. Um, it, do you think it would be different to put it in a, a a real location rather than a than a swimming pool? But you've still got to have a very controlled environment um, because although you know it's a lot of fun, it, there are a lot of things to be cautious about um, that you've got to be aware of, and you can't really throw people out into.
0: I think if you did it the right, the real world. If I can, think if you, you know. did it right you know, uh, and this is, this is one of those things I'll try and figure out how we could do because I, I really like this idea. But to, I think if you did it right, you could get people in, you know, like like an ice cream shop. You know, we, you got an ice cream shop downtown. It's a hot day. You see other people with ice cream. You go have ice cream. What do we do to get to do Discover Scuba? You have to somehow get into that scuba store or visit a website and then sign up for, for a later date. If you were down at the say say we put it down at the beach here we got silver beach downtown say say you had it there, and the visibility was good, and you could you know people just you just put people, put the gear on their back, you walked them in the water, you let them play around for ten minutes, get them out, get the next one in. You're going to have opportunities of people who you get that spark you, know, you have to have you know, to make a flame, you have to have the fuel, the ignition, the oxygen to make it burn. It's the same thing with scuba diving. You have to have that interest, mm-hmm. the ability, the, the the location for it to happen. And I think that's part of what's been missing. You know, we, you know, as we talked about in previous shows where we had Jacques Cousteau reminding us that it was something to do growing up, well, there's nothing comparable right now. I mean, you have Mike Rowe maybe on, on uh, Dirty Jobs or... Uh, Jamie and Adam on MythBusters doing a little bit of scuba, but other than that, right. I can't think of of anything. You know, maybe some uh, mystery movie where it's a Navy SEAL jumping in, but you know, we just don't get that exposure to scuba diving.
1: Right, I, you might be right, and just the whole experience. <clears throat> um, those uh, intro to scuba students may just be missing, you know, um, hanging around at the shop and, and talking to the people who have dove. Um, rather than a whole group of of other students who have never experienced it I don't know it's, it's something to ponder and I'm sure that there's a lot of shop owners that have really given this a lot of thought you know because I know there are shops that that charge for the intro to scuba I know there's shops that give it away um, and I think there's shops that really don't have anything to do with it um, yeah I wonder wonder who's the winner in that
0: well uh, and then then the other thing is if you were just walking down, a mall area and there's a scuba store, what would entice you to go in? And once you're in there, what's not going to scare you away? Cause the shop that I want to go visit as a scuba diver would pretty, be, be pretty intimidating to, a, a, to somebody who doesn't know anything about scuba.
1: It's interesting. You say that, isn't it? Because yeah, what, I, what was complicated then now seems pretty mundane. Um,
0: oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, Cause I, I could remember, even after the you know our first ten dives, you know I didn't even want to enter in that discussion on regulator. Which regulator do I want? You know, there's it, there just seemed like there were hundreds, and you had the primary and the backup, and you just and you go and you look at the case, and it's like hoses and gears, and and I'm a techie guy, and I love all this stuff, but it, it just I. I Information overload. Almost it is. So you but, so you walk in a store and what do you see? You see hoses and clamps and computers and dry suits and wetsuits and uh, scooters and you know right. every, and every dive shop kind of looks the same. We walk in the door and there's these you know tanks that are scratched up, used with tags on them, and you know they're usually a, a wetsuit or dry suit in the corner that's somebody's brought in ready to get repaired or they're staging for the next round of divers so there's gear laying all around mm-hmm. uh, you know and I don't know what the answer is but uh, I don't I don't is that going to encourage uh, people who you know it just it, you just got to get that barrier somehow you you got to get them so maybe there's like you have like two doors you have the the <laughs> yeah. the novice door you know come on in we got uh, cookies and cake and ice cream and then you've got the uh, the side entrance where we all like the rummage through the the bins of uh, used parts
1: <laughs> well i think it's just like a computer manual you've got a quick start guide that's one sheet printed eight and a half by eleven that's all you need to know that'd be the beginner door and then the full-on you know the back door going into the shop where you get to go see someone where, you know walk past the banks and yeah. uh, you know some of the compressors and, and stuff like that for the for the people who have seen you know a little bit more um yeah you might be right
0: uh, you might be right. Well, then I think maybe the other thing would be to, uh, uh, and probably we're really off topic in the news, but it's it's a good topic, is uh, bring a friend. You know, mm-hmm. how many divers out there, you know, you first got into it, you, that first year you had told everybody, but, you know, eight, nine years into diving, if you're still diving, why not get some friends into it? You know, bring right. somebody it, along.
1: While it is a... a, a and it's a perfect case for our local club. Um, you can make friends scuba diving, but get your friends pre scuba diving to scuba dive with you so they can be your dive buddies. Um, you know, you're, you're going to meet more people from scuba driving once you get into it and have done it for a little bit. Um, but how cool is it, you know, that we knew each other before, yes. you know, and kind of grew through this a little bit. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, Puts a different kind of a perspective on it, I well, think.
0: Well, it does. But you, you talk about that, and I can remember after we first got scuba dive, dove, 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 dove dear, in dove. the water. That's a whole nother yes. session, which is correct. But uh, was I can remember thinking, crap, Jim's not diving this week, so that means I can't dive, you know, because you got your buddy. But right. I want to say half the dives I do, you haven't been along, and it probably That's right. can go about, it goes the other way as well. Uh, where you, you've dove quite a bit when I'm not around, so fairly uh, close, yeah, yeah. So we we it's it's you start expanding your 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 group of friends and dive buddies and opportunities, and the sport grows. So yep. well, so that'd be nice. I well my my dream is next year we look at this article and they say that uh, uh, the demographics held strong with the, with the financials, but that the sport doubled. You know, that we had mm-hmm. twice as many. And, you know, the, I don't care who gets the credit for it, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, care for the wildlife or to see what's underneath there, wreck diving, whatever. But let's let's grow the sport because uh, the more we grow it, the, the better it off. I think it is for us. I think that gives us more opportunities and more incentives. I'd like nothing better. You know, like I see Florida and then they got California talking about sinking these large vessels. Boy, w- wouldn't it be great to have one of those up here?
1: Yeah, it would be, um, you know, it'd be fun. And and how, how cool is that? Most of the time when we show up to some of the local dive sites and it's, it's not everywhere. Some of the people that are listening they're you know, they're in prime country for, for scuba, but around here, um, when we show up, we're kind of a novelty, you know, um people asking questions and you know that's really neat people are interested in the sport more just wanting to know what's going on and the common question is how how long can you stay down and and that kind of thing Um, but how cool would it be to you know pull up and and find out that you're the second or the third group on a site now the visibility you may not want (laughs) (laughs) but 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 the point is you know how to expand that even more Again, now down in, down in Florida, cave Country and things like that that's uh, they don't have that problem of being the, the lone lone divers, but yeah, I'd like to see it expanded up here.
0: Yeah. Uh, for us, unless you're talking a primary dive training location such as uh, a Goboa, Hague quarry, uh, mm-hmm. Gull Lake, uh, even Lake 16, you know other than those main locations, everything else it's it's rare to bump into another diver it's almost a novelty to mm-hmm. you know if, if right. we're getting ready at the boat and we got scuba gear and you see somebody else yeah it's actually pretty exciting
1: yeah it is it is so anyway but that's you know it's it, interesting to sit and think about some of those things that impact the sport and um if we've got any shop owners out there that have found one thing over the other that that they would like to share uh you know throw it out there uh, what what's What's good for um, the sport in a small sector is good for the sport in a national scale. Um, you know, to grow the sport, it's not—it's not. It's not uh, uh, it can't be so cutthroat that uh, the, you can't take care of all the customers in the nation out of one
0: store. You can't do it. Yeah, you know what? Well, you know, I think this is actually a good topic that we should throw out in the uh, the forums and out there on Facebook and see what what it takes. Yep. Okay, the next article on is uh, kind of almost a PR type of thing, but I'm going to cover it anyway. It says the hunt is on for scuba bounty. Uh, one of the online retailers and apologies to the local stores were not necessarily. Uh, Driving the online retailer, but it, it, you know, as far as creating excitement, they're able to do it. The retailer called the Sports Chalet has three bars hidden in the ocean worth $9,000 total. Mm. Yep. So what they've done is they've hidden these three bars, you know, kind of in the spirit of Willy Wonka. Uh, It's hidden somewhere off the Southern California coast uh, in association with uh, TUSA aqualung mares and sea pearls they've invited certified scuba divers to go searching for the three gold bars which are redeemable at any of the sports chalet locations each bar doubles as a gift card with values of five thousand three thousand and one thousand dollars isn't that i would love i mean what a great idea well it is and you and you think about it you know this is one that benefits all the retailers down there. Now, I'm sure they're thinking that it's going to benefit them more. Uh, Yet To get to it, you have to go to their website. They've got clues that they're putting out there. Uh, it started, mm-hmm. the st- contest started July 14th and ends Sunday. So let's see what Sunday means. Is that So that's this Sunday. Uh, wow. Hmm. So yeah, that will be uh could you imagine that? That'd be just great because you know we're 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 hunters and searchers. We want we we love looking for something in the underwater. Mm-hmm. God, could you imagine just that feeling you get when you see a gold bar down there and realize that you've won something and I and I'm just thinking, you know, what could you do? You know, what would you do? God, maybe that there's another good question for the for Facebook and the forums is if you won $10,000 and could only spend it on scuba gear what would you get? <laughs> you know, 10,000 rebreather and dry suit. Here I come.
1: <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, that's not, uh, um, I was talking with a friend about this a couple of weeks ago. You know, if you won 50 million, hundred million dollars, uh, what would you do? And, and I can't relate to that kind of money. Um, but i could spend ten thousand dollars in a heartbeat oh yeah i could i could spend all of
0: that and, oh no wow. uh, i'd have fun doing it oh gosh if i had that you know the, the question would be if you won millions of dollars is do you stay here or do you go someplace <laughs> else i mean i i love midwest diving but you know what we could do is you could go up here north in the winter i mean mm-hmm. not winter, summer summer and dive and then the winter go down south but you know, it'd be fun to play around with, you know, you get some, you get boats, you know, whatever boat you want. You mm-hmm. go get the boat. Oh, gosh. You know, those, that hunting, you know, nice side scans, sonar, some magnetometers, good video cameras.
1: Yep. Wow. Yeah. Wouldn't that be something? But yeah, this, uh, this is a neat thing. Willy Wonka-esque.
0: Yep. So, uh, a great program. And, you know, just as we were talking about before. What a great way of promoting the sport and getting people excited. Plus, you have to get in the water to go and find it. So, mm-hmm. just, you know, how many divers do they have who are customers? How many air refills is that? How much? In the press, you know, we're talking about it. This it got picked up in the L.A. Times, uh, mm-hmm. you know, di- different news outlets. So just, God, just a win-win all the way over. Uh, and the next one, this is an an article that you have, if you want to go ahead and take it over, uh, the one on the the boat. Oh
1: yeah. About the, uh, talking about that. Now, when we're talking about weird things, um, nobody could have missed this out, uh, from earlier in this week. And I want to make sure that I've got it right. Was it on Thursday of last? No, it was earlier this week. Um. A couple was sailing, and I don't know uh, if they're married or you know what's going on there. But um, they're employed by the way I understand it, a sailing uh, school or a cat. Hello? And what happened was they saw a whale surface, and then they saw it surface closer, and then all of a sudden, right up on top of the boat, it comes boom, broke off, broke the main mast. Um, let's see here if we can, uh, the title says sailboat struck by a breaching whale. Is it real or is it Photoshop? And that's the discussion right now, um, is if the photo here is photoshopped? I think they'd have a hard time doing that because it actually did break the mast. They made it in under, uh, under motor power. Um, nobody got hurt. Um, but what would you do, Darren, if you uh, you looked up and, and there's a whale getting ready to crash down on the deck of the boat you're in?
0: Oh, gosh. Uh, you talking about voluntary muscle actions? Or... <laughs> <laughs> I would hope I could dodge, but how do you dodge that? I mean, that's like having a semi-truck, you know, fall Is... from the sky on you. And at you first don't. I think I would stare at it because there's going to be that moment of this can't possibly be happening.
1: Right. They're peaceful creatures. They love us. Yeah. The One of the articles that I read, and I need to look for that one, um, they were talking about why they thought it happened. Um, I'm just going to assume that everything is, is there. It's not Photoshopped. It really happened um, because it, it's funner to talk about that way, frankly. Um, but their their thought was that um, the first complaint was that the boaters may have been harassing the whale, and, uh, you know, that'd be kind of tough. I, I don't quite picture how that well, could occur, but they were thinking that, you know, the whale simply did not hear the sailboat. I mean, well, they're, you know.
0: They're pretty quiet. I mean, there. you know, from my days of sailing, uh, you know, other than maybe the hum of some of the lines that are, you're, you're pulling the sail taut. You, right. Or, guide, or guy wires, you just don't have a whole lot of noise. Or making, I mean, there's probably a little bit of cavitation behind the keel or the rudder, possibly. I mean, it's going to be fairly quiet. And you look where the whale came. I don't know. It just it doesn't it doesn't seem like that's a part of the. Yeah, you know, gosh. And if I'm a whale, is is that how I attack? <laughs> A boat. I'm gonna. I don't land on a deck. I mean, I don't. I, I, maybe they don't have a concept of. No, I don't think so. Of it, but wow. Yeah, yeah, that is just the, unbelievable. Uh, so the, this is down there in South Africa. Wow.
1: Here's a quote. Um, we spotted it about a hundred meters away and thought that was the end of it. Then suddenly it was right up beside us. I assumed it would go underneath the boat, but instead it sprang out of the sea. Um, there's something you would never heard would have never thought of uh describing a whale as sprang out of the sea. We were lucky to get through it. As the sheer weight of the thing was was huge. There were bits of skin and blubber left behind, the mast was cracked and it brought down the rigging too. Wow.
0: Well you think about it, maybe, maybe Abe, A-ha, may maybe Ahab wasn't wrong. <laughs> maybe, maybe Maybe they're out they're out together. Right. So Yep. Oh wow.
1: But that would, that would get your blood pumping.
0: It would. I, I just, uh, you know, here we are. We're worried about Asian carp coming up over the deck and you've got a whale. <laughs> wow. <sighs> Could you
1: imagine? Now imagine the shock of the whale if he didn't know.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's just, you know, maybe he was down, held his breath a little too long. And this is what they do. They, they shoot out, you know, it's kind of like, uh, us when we're kids and you're on the bus ride and you realize about 200 yards before home that you really got to go. I mean, there's that sprint to the house. Maybe that's the yeah. whale's ver- version of for a breath of air. Oh. <sighs> so let's see. The the final story we have, and I don't know why I put this one last, but uh, is Scuba Diver Discovers Ancient Monkey Fossil. Or scuba divers, more than one. A team of scuba divers made a surprise discovery, the remains of an extinct monkey in an underwater cave off the coast of the Dominican Republic. So it's the only second of the ancient species anthro antilothrox. Oh, and I don't even talk about the next one. <laughs> you can you can go click on the links in the show notes if you if you want it to be pronounced. <laughs> Uh, we could find a new site into the evolution of modern species uh, uh, They told the BBC that was reporting on it. Uh, they said the the fossil adds to evidence that there were several lineages of primates in the Caribbean uh, instead of one ancestor that moved into the region a million years ago from which all modern species evolved. Uh, they said, exciting part of the story, if you compare the dental remains of monkeys to other fossils that we know of, we see similar similarities with Panta- Patagodian, Pat- gosh, Patagodian, oh, God, God. <laughs> fossils that are around 15. 15- <laughs> here, here, have another drink. <laughs> <Yeah>. Jeez.
1: <laughs> Oh, yay. It's Thursday uh-huh. night, man.
0: It is. <clears throat> Maybe we need to move this a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> way anyway, I wouldn't have to get up in the morning. Okay, Patagonian. Oh, Patagonian. I now, that's, still don't Scoop have it right. Pat- Patagonian? Goni- 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 yeah, Pat- Patagonian. Fossils that are around 15 million years old. And they said, uh, one of the, the things that really caught my eye about the articles, they said enthusiasm over the find could also bring new attention to the field of underwater paleontology so heck if i could find if i find a fossil you bet
1: <laughs> yeah the it's interesting though because the, as we think about finding things like this kind of limit ourselves or i do to above the water level i'm thinking how would they find a, you know fossils below the water the water levels haven't always been what they are today um you know going up and down oh yeah as as time time passes and uh you know it covers up a lot of a lot of stuff just just as we'll find things buried under uh yards and yards of soil well, he, it could it could happen underwater also as well, as water levels go up and down
0: here in michigan we're we're a perfect example of something that's going on the great lakes aren't that old i mean they're talking millions of years old here the Great Lakes here are only twenty thousand years old. There was man uh, in a very in a form very similar to how we are today, living in this area, who were in spots which are now covered by water. You know, it was originally land, then you had ice, and then then you have a water as it melts. And the way the plates are changing uh, after the glaciers melted. Lake Michigan has been moving south and Lake Huron's moving south. The uh, Noble Explorer, which is a, a vessel up here, which is uh, kind of think of it as a cadets type of vessel, like an ROTC, where high school age kids man it. They've made discoveries of logs that are or tree trunks, not tree trunks, uh, uh, stumps that are in the water that grew mm-hmm. and then the water levels have rose over it up in the northern part of Lake Michigan. Uh, They've got the, uh, the Straits up there, kind of where the Mackinac Bridge is. That was actually carved as the waters moved and melted from Lake Michigan over to Lake Huron. And there's actually a structure up there that they're investigating, I believe, this summer, where they have something that appears to be a stone building that's underwater, I, I don't know the exact depth, I want to say 30, 60 feet. And they don't believe it 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 would be naturally occurring for, it's a, almost a building structure. They don't know. They still got to do studies. So there's that. And I also think that if you look at the southern part of Lake Michigan, you know, you look where Michigan City is now, that water level has moved south as years have gone on. So I think it's conceivable you know, not knowing how erosions playing the fact into this, that the shallow part of Lake Michigan in the southern end, that there could be mm. finds to be made down there. I don't know how you go and find them. I know that when we're looking down there, we're not, you know, we don't have a, a shovel and digging stuff up, and that sand moves an awful lot. But uh, you know, as you look at some of the things that are going on with uh, ground penetrating uh, radar, uh, I know this isn't directly related to scuba diving. But you've got Stonehenge now where they've got the Stonehenge place. And just this week in the news, they have Woodhenge or a wooden version of Stonehenge where they're not even doing any archaeology where they're digging. They're just using this ground penetrating radar. So say you get some of that waterproof and you can drag that along the bottom, what we'll be able to find.
1: Wouldn't that be something? Hmm.
0: <laughs> I just want to find anything that's down there. You get me underwater; it's it's like everything's better underwater, <laughs> except for eating uh, ice you, cream. You, I haven't I haven't been able to figure that one out yet. Maybe we need a submarine. No.
1: That. Well, that would be fun. That would be fun.
0: Yeah. So just a just an interesting find. So that 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 does it for the news. Um, you know, as, as always, make sure that uh, you head out over to the website, www.scoobobsessed.com. You can go to Facebook, Facebook forward slash com. space.com. Uh, always have some discussions going on there. We'll post some pictures. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Darren Gilson. Uh, you're at, uh, was it Jay Kleeman? J K
1: L I E I M A N N.
0: Right there, and then we also have the scuba-obsessed count at scuba-obsessed.com. Follow that on Twitter. Uh, also, thanks to some of the iTunes five-star reviews that we've been getting. We had two so yeah, far great. in July. Those are awesome. So we'll go ahead and do a little bit of plug. We have Captain Feggles, who we've, we've mentioned before, says, If you're looking for a top-notch podcast about scuba diving, well, scuba-obsessed is it. Jim and Darren are two great people sharing their excitement for the sport. We love this podcast is something for everyone from not scuba certified divers with thousands of dives. These gentlemen are still new like myself. So I'm learning from them. The one thing I love is that they share their mistakes, (laughs) which we have plenty of (laughs) (laughs) and the things they learn on the dives, given people like me and people who want to learn more before they are certified, the chance to learn enthusiasm they bring will remind Divers with thousands of dives, just how the beginning it was for them. The guests are informative. News keeps you up to date. and The segments are great insight. I've oh, got to click on the more button. Jim and Darren, thank you for your time excitement about scuba diving. Well, <laughs> thank you so much. Absolutely. Taps. It's our pleasure. That is great. Yeah, we, we love doing it. We're having a, a great time. Uh, it, it, it Doing this, you know, even if nobody listened, doing this just kind of reinforces. It's like taking a photo of a vacation. You know, the vacation is just a little moment in time. You know, we're, we're putting these tanks on our back and, you know, un- unless you're diving in 15 feet of water or you're a professional, we only get a couple hours every week at best when we're underwater. So mm-hmm. anything that lets us relive that and extend it and plan. I mean, I enjoy talking about the next dive as much as I, I did doing the previous dive. It just keeps that loop going. I like to have that to look forward to. Yes, yes. So that was the first one, and that was uh, earlier in July. And you go out to iTunes. Uh, uh, and, and we encourage you, if you haven't put one out there, go ahead and put a five-star review. We'll even take a four-and-a-half. You know, we're not we're not picky. Uh, the next one is This Is Sparta. And that was posted by M-O-K-P. Mok? Mok? So you can't pronounce any, any of these handles. But uh, Great Scuba Podcast. They're in Susie M- enthusiasm for diving is great. It's fun to listen to their adventures and to hear them advance in the best sport on the planet. Well, we certainly agree you're here and <laughs> thank you again for those reviews. we got quite a number of them up there. Uh, our followers each week, just increasing, go out there to iTunes. If you got iTunes, go ahead and, and uh, set up to that. There's also a program. If you're on Android, you know, we're, we're not biased. We don't care what you listen to us on. You can listen to us on Android. Uh, you know, there's Double Twist out there. There's applications uh, happen to have a, a little disease or uh, of, that related to technology, and that that's where I make my my income. So if you have any questions, I I can't be your support desk, but I can definitely give you help to to listening to the program. So uh, you know, go ahead and post it. Head over to the Facebook, uh, join a fan. Also, we added in in the website. Some like button. So as you li- see a post and you like the post, or say you listen to the episode, head back to the website, click on that like button. Uh, it'll, it'll help get a little bit more publicity for show, and it just keeps everything growing. And we've, I've, I've gotten some tools I've, I've picked up. So we'll have some interesting projects coming up here real quick. Uh, they, it may be a little bit towards the end of summer, even fall, because it's hard to choose between all the back end stuff to keep the show running and actually diving.
1: Yeah. You don't want to get in the way of diving.
0: We just can I mean, talking so. about
1: diving is a good thing, but, uh, you know.
0: So we've, we've got a lot of good ideas. And if you have good ideas, which I'm sure many of you do, go ahead and let them. You know, this is as much your show as it is ours. So we'll go ahead and steer it and change it and uh, make it something you enjoy. So we can't thank you enough, the listeners, for the show. Uh, that, that's that's one of the reasons why we do it is as much as that we love it oh okay so the and the other thing we love is diving so did did you get a chance to get wet this last week
1: no i had a bye week this week oh, i uh yeah we we uh you know went out and uh, did get out on the water for a couple of hours um but i didn't get in the water well i swam in the water did a little skin diving in the water, but that's not scuba diving, which is what we're talking about here. But uh yeah. So well, what we need um, to do is get you like well, a little I,
0: twenty or something, with a, like a little rag so you can like plop in so you can like log a dive.
1: That's not a bad idea. Now you know <laughs> uh, I'll tell you about that later. But okay. <laughs> you know, it, I think it it's not a bad idea. Um maybe yeah. running the dive count up a little bit. That'd be cheating though, I think.
0: I don't know. Yeah, maybe yeah, there's another. Wow, We've got so many good ideas for the forum. You know, what's the shortest a dive can be a dive and still called a dive?
1: Right. right. I mean, I've logged totally some submerged. Pretty,
0: yeah. I've, I've logged some to me because they're learning experience. Like I had that one where I had that clogged regulator. I mean, that dive maybe didn't have the most bottom time, but the knowledge that was gained from that is probably the as much as I've had on any single dive.
1: Well, you've got to write down that there were maggots in your regulator. you got to write that down.
0: Yeah. Right? I mean, you've got... Well, you know, I, I almost didn't write it down because I couldn't find the checkbox. You know, they had, you know, looking for sea life and all all, the, all of them and, you know, wrecked and all. <laughs> I could not find maggots on the checklist. <laughs> how,
1: how do you describe finding finding uh, fly larvae at, at 60 feet? Yeah, it's just not there. You just don't do it.
0: Oh, okay. Yuck. Oh, so we got sidetracked. So you, unfortunately, you didn't get a chance to dive. Uh, no, I, I
1: didn't, but I understand you did. Yeah,
0: I did get a chance to dive. The plan was originally to head up to Grand Haven, and we we're going to dive on the Iron Side, which is a wooden sailing vessel, or it's not a sailing vessel. It's a steamship. The Great Lakes had steamships yep. earlier than the ocean, just because it made sense with the size of the Great Lakes. Uh, the way everything was to to do steam early. So the Great Lakes pioneered steam. And there was, you know, a lot of these, I don't call them a hybrid. I mean, that's kind of a modern term, but wooden vessels with boilers on it. And these had little side paddles. And it would haul, this one I think was a passenger vessel. So, and the nice thing about it is with it being wood and steel is that the steel bands hold the ship together so as this is slowly becoming a rubble wreck it's more intact than some of the other rubble wrecks that we've been diving on such as the Vanna. so i was excited to get up there and then as all things like that the weather just didn't work in our favor and we had storms that day so while we now, could now
1: had you guys have did you guys have the boat
0: ready to go or oh uh... well, the boat was all well we weren't we had we had called it the the night before. We had already picked a new location. So, uh, but, okay. the bo- but the boat's always ready to go. It wouldn't have been been long, right? To get he he did move it back into the garage. So instead, uh, Kurt, Bob, and I went to late 16. Okay. So you know, nice nice warm day. It was a little overcast when we got there. Uh, I was I'm wetsuit diving, and then Kurt and Bob are dry suit diving. And this time of year, I I put the wetsuit on and then I got to get in the water. I've just learned there's no way Mm -hmm. I am going to get all geared up, wait for everybody else and become a statistic as I pass out from heat exhaustion in that gear. So I get in, I get wet, you know, and I guess they've got, I've never been in a a fancy dive boat, but, you know, you pour water down the suit, just, you just got to. It's warm. I mean, we're, we're diving in seven mil hot, wetsuits up here, hot, hot, and hot, until yeah. you get to that thermocline, this water this time of year is 70s, and I bet we're going to see 80s before the summer's done. And that's just easily, too, easily. that's just too hot. So we're going. I think we're going to have to break out the priming water jugs and maybe put some cold water in them. Oh, I, I,
1: right, I was just thinking that carrying along our thermoses still with uh, with cold water instead I, of the hot water for the ice you know, dives.
0: I don't like cold water on me. Yeah, you know, and uh, funny, I say that as we as we ice. <laughs> you dive. are in the wrong sport. I, but I, I love the scuba <laughs> diving, and we ice dive, and that's not as cold. So I think it's going to be tougher for me to be in a hot wetsuit, even with water in it, to pour cold water in to cool me down. That's going to yeah. be tougher than priming with warm water and and jumping in 32 to 33 degree water. I don't know. I'll help
1: you out with that. I'll help you out uh, with that.
0: Well, I think pour the we cold might need water a down it. your neck. We might need to <laughs>
1: I'll pour it down your neck when you're not expecting it. Wow. That way, it's kind of like ripping off a band-aid.
0: Yeah. Really. Okay.
1: It, it's better
0: for you. Yeah. I'm sure. So anyway, we went to Lake 16. So I, you know, I, I got cooled off, and even Kurt and Bob went in the water with their dry suits before they geared up just to try and cool off. I tried to convince them to just pull the neck seal out, and that would make them a lot cooler. But they
1: show them how to vent the neck. Exactly.
0: Yeah, that'll help. Yeah, but they they didn't do that. <laughs> so uh, we we get there, and it was interesting. There was a, a guy in a little boat in this the the motor he had in this boat had to have been like 1930s. <laughs> like a, a 30s <laughs> or 40s. It was just a little, tiny little, I think it was an Evinrood, just a little tiny, you know, I don't even know if you uh, you know, if there was a such a thing as a quarter horsepower. It was just a you know, like a trolling motor almost. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but just and he had his dog and he's playing catch and we're, we're chatting with him. It's always nice to chat with the local people so they don't think we're all uh snobs or anything so it was nice chatting with him for a while and he goes hey you just missed 20 people uh 20 divers were just here (laughs) and we're like oh gosh okay well we'll see what this is and 20 divers at lake 16 means that somebody had a class right you know either that or you know when the weather's bad that is a fallback spot for a lot so it could have been class it could have been uh people who just weren't gonna you know brave the lake like we did so anyway We get it. We get in the water. Uh, Bob took his flag and he was going to put the flag on the platform. And then we were going to swim down to the platform. The platform is about 25 feet of water. Uh, Kurt and I get out there. Uh, Bob does a little signal, pulls down in the flag three times. Is he at Bob? No pun intended. So then we go. And as soon as we get underwater, Viz is like an inch and a half. It was green, green tint algae is blooming with a rage now on the on the lake. You couldn't see anything. Right. So, but we had talked about before the dive as we did our dive plan that it bad visibility on the surface means it's good below. You usually have one or the other. You either have good at top, bad below, or uh, bad on the top and good below. So we're I you know at first we're thinking this is good. And this is one of those where between, you know, we're following the line down. I lost Kurt on the line down to a 20-foot platform. <laughs> wow. Uh, Bob's light died. <laughs> I, I didn't even bring a light because I wasn't planning on it. Lake 16, somebody's got to have a light. And Kurt's got a light. So, And it was like he was holding a pen light. And he's got one of those HID canister lights that I'm surprised wasn't cutting right through that algae. Uh, Bob called the dive. He was in his rebreather, but uh, he had a leak. So we all went back up, said, you know, and and just to check on Bob, see why he was going to call it. And he just had a leak in his wetsuit. And uh, his dive light had died. Uh, He didn't have it on a charger or something. So he said, you know what, it's just not good enough to mess with the dive. Well, Kurt and I were already set up so that we went down. uh, We got down to the normal Lake 16 stuff, the boats. And then we followed one of the lines out and the viz was better in the bottom. I would say maybe six to eight feet, but mm-hmm. that that's nowhere near good enough for that time. In fact, I'm, I'm to the point now and it, uh, I didn't think I would say this, but another invitation to Lake 16 guy, it, it would ha- I'd have to be a couple weeks out from a dive. I think to really want to go back. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah. And it, And it wasn't a bad dive, but, you know, for the time, for everything, it's just not what I wanted. You know, I wanted a nice, good viz dive or, you know, maybe if I had something else I was doing. But, you know, I I don't have any new gear I'm breaking in. Uh, I've seen all the sites there, so... Uh, but, you know, it was, you know, it was some bottom time. I haven't, and I'm, it's going to be counted as two dives because, you know, the, 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 I'm sure that's what the computer did. We'll see what the computer did. That will be my right. I judge right. how it gets written in the, lo- the log book. But, yeah, that was not a great dive. That was, uh God, Viz. I just, I, I, I mean, I've seen Viz worse than this, but it's Viz I'm causing. You know, it's me mucking around in the bottom or something. But this was just right. And Lake 16 this year has actually been exceptionally good viz for Lake 16. Lake 16 is one of the better lakes in the area inland for having clarity. But, uh, boy, the algae bloom hit. And then, you know, it could just been, the wind was blowing the right way that day. Uh, I, we, your instinct says let's blame the divers before us, but this was not those divers. They could, they didn't. Right. you even twenty divers, you can't kick up what we saw. That was just right. That was just a lot of stuff. Uh, you wow. know the objects that are down below because there's a car, there's a snowmobile, there's a boat. Uh, there was an inch of sediment on. And, you know, one thing I will say that contributes to it is the motorboats coming in because there's like a little sandbar that they go over. And I remember yeah. when we were doing the ice dive, them talking about it, but that does because you know, that that sediment gets stirred up somehow mm-hmm. but so you know pretty much uneventful down there uh, I would say it's probably a thirty minute dive but it could have been more I came up with a thousand pounds so
1: right well it's interesting if you contrast that with the the ice dives from the past winter yeah. where um, I won't say it was crystal clear but but while wow, the visibility under the ice is phenomenal compared to what yeah. it is uh mid-summer. and um you know it's we we kind of migrate much like birds yeah. you know in in the fall and uh you know doing river diving and and inland lakes through uh, inland lakes for ice dives and then spring we start migrating as soon as the weather opens up into the big lake you know, going a little deeper where where the vis and conditions are good, and then here towards the end of the summer and the fall, we're going to be start going back to the rivers and to the to the inland lakes. It's uh, it's kind of funny when you think about it that way.
0: It it is. Huh. Yep. And I I, but I, I I'm, can't Go ahead. I'm not looking. I'm not, I can't bring myself to say that I'm looking forward to winter diving yet. <laughs> There's it's still got no. I haven't had either. enough.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's so much going on. Um but I was going to say it's a good thing you guys did call it um to not go out on the lake Sunday. Um that's where I was again for a couple hours and it blew up hard and it blew up fast. Um Lake Michigan can turn pretty nasty pretty quickly. Um, so it was a it was a good choice to to call that dive.
0: Yeah, I I think so. Uh the the marine forecast was Two to four foot waves, growing to four to six, and that's just no right. fun. You know, if some, if it was two to four, go, you know, going to one to three, you know what? We we could do that. You know, that might be worth it. But some of these wrecks, especially these, are in deeper. This, uh, the iron side's at 120 feet, so you're a few miles out. It's just, it's just not worth it. There's no, you know, we take chances no. and risks, but they're calculated, and this is just not one that we needed to go take to go out no. there. So
1: right and there's there's nothing to gain um by not postponing it for a week or two yeah um there's no, uh, nothing's going to change over down there over the course of uh a couple of days so
0: yeah so we're we're going to yeah, you know live to dive another day so we'll we'll go out there and and we'll get it so that was that was a lake 16 dive this week it sounds like we're going to try and get down to the Muskegon. i kind of I kind of thought we might do that this last week, but uh, it sounds like everybody's talking about this week. So we don't know. Is it Saturday or Sunday yet?
1: You know, I haven't heard it. At the club uh, meeting the other night, it was uh, solidly a possible Saturday. (laughs) Um, But they're still calling for some um, spotty weather on Saturday. Now, I know I can't go Saturday, but I am uh, keeping my eyes open and uh, ear to the ground as far as something for Sunday afternoon. Um and if Saturday gets scrubbed for uh, launching out of Michigan City that would uh
0: So you're thinking wouldn't hurt my feelings. You're thinking Saturday yeah. afternoon? I mean Sunday <laughs> afternoon? Uh,
1: for me that's the only yeah. time I can dive this weekend. Yeah. But um so mm-hmm. I don't know where well, I'm going to go. If nobody yeah. else heads down there I'll go somewhere else, but
0: Oh okay. Well, I've got to go I've got to go to Chesterton like Sunday from like noon to 1 or 2. So You know, Chesterton's right there near Michigan City. (laughs) Pretty close. So if I have all the gear already in the truck on the way back, right. Keeping text contact. I'm here. So
1: it's possible.
0: Yeah, yeah. So keeping that options open. But I'm also planning on doing a dive uh, Saturday, too. So keep it whichever way goes. But if it gets, if it's like, oh, we're not going out to Mesquite, we're going to Lake 16, it's like, you know, I think I might. clean some gear <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't know that wouldn't be all that bad it'd be good to to do some uh yeah, some, so you, uh, you've missed
0: a week so you got to be yeah that's got to be ready to to get in yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah we've been i've been in the pool a little bit but i can't log well maybe i can log those in pool no i'm not going to log my <laughs> pool dive. that's i'm putting my foot down
0: <laughs> well pool dive i think once you've uh, you know what once you've Gotten beyond, uh, you know. Once you've passed your certification, and well, I don't even think we we never even logged our pool dives when we were straight. No, we <laughs> yeah. No. So yeah. Now, if it was a now, if it if it was, let's see what there. Maybe it's a depth thing. You know, if if you're doing, maybe it's depth and time. You know, if you did a pool well, then, dive and then it's we over,
1: wouldn't shouldn't be gr- logging any of our grubbing dives. That's true. There have been we've been grubbing in the St. Joe River where our tanks are above the the water level. <laughs>
0: that's,
1: Admit it. It's true.
0: true. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I've had that.
1: Like salmon trying to swim upstream <laughs> in a eight inch section of river.
0: Uh yeah, that that, that definitely happens. Yeah, well I did uh the pawpaw lake dives, you know. It's so only way you get right. three hours out of uh, a couple tanks, so Yep. Yep.
1: But that's all good, that's good stuff so but uh yeah, um
0: well, and then uh you know, we we know. mentioned the club this week, so we had the mug club meeting, which is great. listen to everybody's dive story some some club members had uh vacations where spouses had gone south, and they had stayed north, and they dove was a <laughs> what what the 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 one have? he had uh what, like twenty some <laughs> dives,
1: Yes. That week. Over the course of the the fourth, uh, the July Fourth yeah, weekend, July
0: Fourth, he had. Uh, I'm like,
1: th- like like over the week, right? No, uh, it was over the three day weekend. Oh my gosh, you got to be kidding me!
0: Well, I mean, that's what, do you have like a band of gear of tanks. Is it like you, it's like a revolver? You know, you've got one and they quick change out, yeah, and yeah, you, you connect them. Wow, yeah, that, oh, that's nice. Yep. So. Yep. So, so we had the club meeting, anyway. but then also uh, you picked up some uh, housings, so it looks like yeah, you'll be able to do a little playing.
1: Yeah, we've got some uh, some housings. Another member has upgraded his, his gear and uh, has cleaned out his, his uh, underwater housing collection. And uh, I picked it up and looking at them, you know, they're a little bit bigger, a little bit larger than some of the newest stuff that's out. Um, but, you know, we're going to be able to get a, a good, uh, I think, a solid housing out of the the set somehow and uh, and be able to get some pretty cool video. I've got to mess around with that. Maybe this weekend I'll I'll be able to take a look and see what we've got going on. Um, but I'm kind of excited about that.
0: Uh, there's just so much and. Just the opportunity to, to have that, because that stuff's so, so expensive to buy. You know, any, anything, you know, as, as I'm trying to encourage people to dive, see how expensive it is. But those housings, you know, you get a nice housing for a camera that's custom made. You know, right. it, you can drop a couple thousand dollars easy.
1: Right. And it's, you know, uh, it, it all becomes a, a matter of priorities. And, uh, you know, I, I want to do it. Um, it's just not something that I want to spend a large sum of money on getting into. And this is a neat way to do it. Um, and I'd, I'd really like to get some, some video of our local diving conditions and uh, put them up so that people can see kind of what we're talking about. And um, I think it'd be fun. I really do.
0: I agree. So looking forward to that. So that's pretty much it. We have another week of scuba obsessed just about done is there anything yeah we're, we're forgetting i i didn't see any gear i saw i saw a couple gear i'm out there searching for the for articles and and stuff and i thought oh great here's another scuba not scuba scooter story <laughs> and then i look and it was like from 2001 or something so you just occasionally i don't know if stuff yeah, just you gotta, posted and gotta watch the dateline on some of that stuff yeah because i'm thinking wow what's what's the odds of Two and two weeks, and, oh, there wasn't that good because it wasn't two weeks apart.
1: <laughs> two decades apart. Two decades. Well, not two decades apart.
0: Huh? Yep. So, <sighs> uh, okay. So it's that time of the show then. It really is. Yep. And this is the one that, this is an aged scuba joke, you know, kind of like where you take a little bit of, uh, you know, eggnog or, or something and you let it sit on the, the counter to to. Ferment and warm. Maybe
1: a good aged steak before you throw it on the grill.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it just kind of, you know, get a little, you know, so I'm, what we'll do is we'll brush brush the mold off of this uh, bad scuba joke and and let it go. So, you know, with that in mind, are you ready?
1: I am as ready as I'm going to be. <laughs> okay.
0: Late one foggy night, two dive boats from competing charter companies, collide head-on while trying to navigate a narrow inlet channel. Both the boats are damaged, disabled, and slowly sinking. As they each watch their boats slowly slip beneath them, the first dive operator says, you know, this is a sign that we should never take life for granted and that we should always live it to its fullest. And the other dive boat captain says, you know, you're right. He opens his cooler, pulls out a bottle of bourbon whiskey and he says let's drink to living well for the rest of our lives first operator takes the bottle just takes a big swig hands it back to the other operator who quickly just throws it into the river more than a little surprised the first dive operator exclaims you didn't even take a drink he said nah i think i'll just wait for the coast guard to show up (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) <laughs> okay.
1: That lived up to that. That lived up to the, <laughs> That it's lived, 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 lived to the building uh, that you it, gave It's, it on it's that like one. it's
0: like that tennis ball that you throw and it, like hits the ground and then doesn't even move. <laughs> it right. Just, it right. just it flops there.
1: Yep. It no life to it at all. Okay. Never got
0: legs. Nope. <laughs> no no legs, no arms. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, I hope everybody can go out there and get wet. (laughs) And dive safe. Good night. Is this where it should say, the call recording has been completed? Here I hit stop.